Society is opening back up from pandemic lockdowns and many people are returning to social life. But at the same time, coronavirus cases are spiking here in Orange County and hospitals are filling with patients, prompting the question, did we relax too soon? And should we have kept vigilant for longer? From the University of California, Irvine, I'm Aaron Orlowski, and you're listening to the UCI Podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Bernadette Bowden-Albala, who's the Dean of UCI's program in public health. She argues that we need to pursue harm reduction by remaining dedicated to the most effective methods of preventing the spread of the virus, while also protecting our own mental health. Dean Bowden-Albala, thank you for joining me today on the UCI podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much, Aaron. So coronavirus cases are on the rise again here in Orange County. When did this first start happening? It's interesting, right? So we're sort of in our in our kind of second rise. Um, so remember that back in March, we were on that really um, bad trajectory, doubling every um, three days. And we did a great job and we flattened that curve and we were really flat. We were always growing cases, but not at such a high rate and not so many cases. We were really sheltered in place, if you think about it, for almost two months. And we really had a nice flattening. But it was after Memorial Day that we really start seeing this, this kind of in, increase, this incremental increase. And if you watched even from, I think, the end of May, you see this increase in a little flattening and then increase in a little flattening. And each time that the numbers increased, they increased by a lot. Now, at the same time, we were also ramping up our testing, but we start to, well, where we really, um, where it's important is that we start to sort of see this edging up of the percentage of people positive. If If you're doing a great job out there, then even if a lot of people get tested, and the actual number of people testing are, you know, is, is greater that, that are positive, the percentage positive stays the same or decreases. And what we've now seen is that increase. And when you start seeing that increase, coupled with um, a lot of, a couple with real capacity um, filling in hospital beds, intensive care beds throughout the county, and um, some increase in death, although our death rates are not as, uh, thank goodness they're still, you know, um, not as bad as they could be. Um, but, but I think that we've, we've seen this upward and I think it's this relaxation of, of, of everybody saying, you know, enough is enough. I can't handle this anymore. So you think there's a, a tie to, you know, people are gathering for Memorial Day and Mother's Day and Father's Day and, and getting into groups again. Right. And, um, and I think, I think that's absolutely what people um, have been doing. And I think that's also tied, you know, we, we all choose role, role models, we choose champions, we, we choose leadership from around the nation, from globally. And um, when we're getting a lot of mixed messages, it's really, really difficult. You know, um, I've been so proud of Orange County and, uh, and of course of the UCI community and sort of holding in there and really being the leader in, in doing what was very difficult, which was staying at home. And it, it, you know, if you look at the curve, if you look at that flattening, it really 
was significant while everybody else was building, building. But sometimes um, when it doesn't happen to you, there isn't anyone you know that's gotten coronavirus, you almost say, well, you know, is that real? Is that really gonna happen? No, I don't, maybe not. Maybe we're all doing this, you know, and it's silly. And look at how terrible it hit um, our economy. I, I think that it's unsustainable for us to just lock our doors and not, and not come out. And I think that May showed that and, and Memorial Day weekend and July 4th weekend. And so harm reduction is a little bit different thinking. It's how do I reduce to the most that I can my risk of exposure to COVID, um, but remain sane at the same time um, you know, not, it, it's not easy for everybody to stay at home. Some people can't, right? We have frontline workers, we have essential workers, we have healthcare workers. Um, some people are in bad situations in, at home, I, you know, and, and there are people out there that are in those situations. So, so harm reduction, maybe, maybe we'll be less fatigued about harm reduction. And how do we think about that? And we can all do that. And that's really acting responsibly and trying to mitigate um, exposure. And so, you know, it's the, the devil's in the details, um, Aaron, with harm reduction, because harm reduction is all about all of the things like I have to go out to the grocery store, but maybe I don't have to go out on Saturday morning when everybody else is out there. I'm, I'm going to go on an off time and I'm going to come back in my car and I'm going to go back to the first behaviors that we learned back in March. I'm going to, you know, now I'm going to take my mask off because I've had it on the whole time that I was in the store and I'm going to wash that mask, you know, if it's material because I know what we've all done. We're like, well, you know, it's only been a three or four grocery stores. I don't need to wash it. I'm going to wash that mask and I'm also going to bleach my hands. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna use the wipes or I'm gonna use hand sanitizer. You know, when you get home, you need to just take everything off, throw it in the wash, wash down, change clothes, and hang out in a new set of clothes. I mean, this is harm reduction. I'm trying to, I'm going out there a little bit, um, but I'm doing it the right way for myself and for my community. What about social situations? You know, is what are some of the tips for if you're gathering with friends or family and, and to do that, if you can, in a safe way? The best is not to interact with anybody. That's the best, right? But that's not always, um, you know, tenable or attainable at this point. But social situations are good. I think you have to choose, I'm going to call it, I think you can extend to a pod, Right, so a pod is a family or friends. I have no family here, I have friends. So a couple of people, no more, right? That you, um, that you sort of are, have expanded into your pod. So maybe you're, you were two, we're two, Bruce and I, so now we're gonna go to four, okay? And, and, or six, the most. Um, and, um, and you're still, when they come over and, you know, I've been, in, I've been involved in these kind of encounters now, and I think that they work. Um, everything is outside, and where better than in California? You know, six to eight to 10 feet away, right? Set, 
all paper, right? So everything gets thrown away. Um, and then you sit at your own table. And so you've got this distancing because you're eating and eating is a very much of, a, of an activity that people um, are spitting. They don't mean to, but they're spitting and they're eating at the same time. Um, <laughs> you know, we, I know you laugh, but we all do, but this is harm reduction. Um, and, um, you know, there's been some suggestions to minimize wine, although of course in a, in a, in a situation like this, everyone wants their wine. Um, but just because when you, when you drink and you're feeling more relaxed, you are less likely to remain as vigilant about your distancing. Um, except for eating, you got to keep your mask on, keep the, keep the timing short, a couple of hours, and really not a lot of in-house. Everything should really be outside. And I think, again, we can do that. It's the summer. It's the time to do that. And these recommendations and these uh, precautions that you're, you're mentioning, these are all backed up by the research. You know, this is what we're finding from, from studies that are saying these are the ways to, to keep the spread of the virus to a minimum. That's right. That's right. And, you know, the other really important thing for here for Orange County is that if there was there were areas that had denser um, viral load um, because they were more densely populated. Um, and so, you know, um, I would say in March and through April, there were areas that, you know, you, you knew that you were more likely to be exposed and areas that you knew you were less likely. But if you see the numbers now in Orange County, this virus has is disseminated throughout the county and so there is no safe place um you, your risk of exposure is great wherever you are and it's a pretty easily transmissible disease and so that's why i think it's it's extra vigilance now so we flattened the curve back uh in march and this spring and then now we need to really focus on harm reduction to you know prevent a huge spread but what is the the, the long ter- long term strategy here? Are we pinning our hopes on a vaccine? Um, and what if that takes a really long time to get here? Um, there's really only two ways to handle this. One is that one where's the vaccine? We need a vaccine, um, and that still takes time. Even if there was an approved vaccine, we don't know how good that vaccine is, and and it takes time to just disseminate that vaccine. So. The other way is that we have to sort of live with the virus through and, and, and really try to take up what is sustainable and doable harm reduction strategies. I think this virus now is gonna be around for a while. I think we've always talked about that. I think we just have to stay the course. We need to take our vacation days. <laughs> we need to not schedule 14 hour Zoom days every single day. Guess what? We know you're working. We know you're working in a, in a global pandemic and um, we're, we're going to burn out and we're, you know, it's not mentally healthy. So staying the course is the long run. And I mean, talking about, you know, going on a vacation or taking some time off, not doing 14 hour days, mental health contributes to physical health. I think at this point, everybody should be doing a check-in with their health provider, right? Because most of us um, have some kind of health-related issues anyway. Just, it's a check-in. 
you need, you know, you may not know that you're, you're this stressed. And so I think that that's the second part of this. How do we maintain the course? We do it by being mentally healthy. Um, you know, I think they, well, well-being and wellness, this is a critical time. You know, you need to be outside and taking deep breaths and doing good, you know, good deep breathing and yoga and whatever are the other things that you've, you've been comfortable with um, in, in improving your quality of life, right? You need to be able to do that. You need to make sure that your hypertension and your diabetes and all of that, it's under control, right? We, we've moved from acute to chronic, and this is the time to say help, or I need a respite, I need a break. And so everybody needs that. Um, and, you know, I've heard of people doing um, some camping trips or, or just taking, you know, we, we live in beautiful Southern California, take a ride during the week, not the weekends, but during the week, take a ride out someplace that you know not a lot of people are at and just you know bring a picnic and just meditate and and really just you know it's been a lot give yourself some credit for having gone through this and sustaining it and we're still part of it um and don't be too hard on yourself and you know schedule yourself a bloody lunch on zoom every day you know you have to do that it's it's really important because we we still we, we have a long way to go because back to the question of how long this is sustainable if what we're saying if what we're seeing now is an exposure a prevalence of somewhere maybe around five to eight percent that means that we have a long way to go. That means, you know, that 90% of us haven't had that exposure yet. And it means that we remain vulnerable to that, right? And so anytime that we let our guard down, we, we can let this, let, you know, let this, uh, uh, let us be exposed to the virus. And that's not what we want. So it's a long run, not a short run. And, um, and I think we really need to be prepared for that. So we've talked a lot about all these measures to, you know, reduce the spread of the virus. Why is it so important for everyone to do that and for everyone to contribute? You know, what happens when a few people choose not to? We don't know if we are the transmitters or the receivers at any point. So that's the first thing when it's not, and, and this is a, we're in this together, you know, the, the behavior of the folks across the street or the neighbors or the people in my pod affects me and my behavior affects them. And, you know, there's nobody who believes in autonomy and independence more than I do, but we, this is a community event. This is a community virus. This is a community a moment and we need to do for our community, not just for ourselves. Because if we keep, if we do everything we can to prevent harm to our community, then we will decrease harm to ourselves as well. We have to help everybody, the vulnerable, right? And think about the, the older folks in communities where, you know, and they're isolated. So we need to make sure that they're getting some social support, even if it's virtual. So we're, this is all about community. Final question. Are we able to do this as a community? 
Yes, but give yourselves some breaks, take some time. We are absolutely, in fact, we did this already as a community and we were the model community. People were calling from New York and the East Coast and saying, what's going on in Orange County? Why are your numbers so low? It's because we were such a great community and we are a great community, but we're tired, we're fatigued, I get it. Give yourself a break, reevaluate the situation, work to do what you can do, harm reduction, right? You don't have to just be alone. There are ways to figure out how to do it. It's not time to throw parties. Unfortunately, it's not time for big weddings. It's not time for big events, but it certainly is time to support each other because I think together we can flatten this curve again. Thank you for joining me today on the UCI podcast, Dean Bowden Albala. Thanks so much, Aaron. The UCI podcast is a production of Strategic Communications and Public Affairs at the University of California, Irvine. Please subscribe to the UCI podcast wherever you listen.